Coach Barry, episode 96, we're closing in on 100, which the Marlins are definitely not closing in on. Maybe uh, if you add this year and next season. Or maybe 100 losses. Yeah, that could be. That that like, could be. Uh, uh, Tommy, it's good to see you. Always. Uh, good to be seen. Yes, good to, good to have another great day in the Banana Republic. Or as they used to call it when I got here, as a kid in 1950, they called it Miami. Yep. Miami. That's it. Tough loss yesterday. I've never seen it that bad. 18 to 1. Uh, Detweiler ended up giving up eight runs, five home runs, and 21 at bats. Well, you know, uh, I'd like to uh, underline the date July 18th, 1921. Uh, 2021, excuse me, <laughs> as the date that we can say that the Marlins, they gone. That's it. That's 14 games out. They're not going to make it up. Uh, the injury factor, uh, you got Jesus Sanchez out. Cooper, Jazz Chisholm. Chisholm's Jazz. out. And then you've got the other guys that have been on extended uh Iles, Brian Anderson, Eliazar Hernandez, uh, Pablo Lopez yep. just went on. Yep. Uh, the pitching uh, is beginning to unravel. Uh, it's uh, it's a sad, sad situation. Right. And that team they put together on the ball field yesterday seemed like the bad news bears. It was not. It was kind of like a just a a jumbled mashup of a bunch of guys that really haven't been contributing all that much except for Duvall and Aguilar and Rojas. The rest of them yeah. seem like, you know, we just brought them up to Miggy fill in the gaps. Rojas never gives in. Nope. Never. I don't care what the score is. He's he's a dirtbag. He's a grinder. He's what every coach hopes his players will right. develop and improve too. Uh, they're just um, – you know, and they continue in pressure situations. He continues to use Yimmy late in the game, and he's not suited for that. Right. Uh, is anybody off the table as far as trades? I mean, to me, it seems like any any veteran with any experience is automatically going to be on the block. Starling Marte, uh, obviously uh, Aguilar. I don't think they're going to uh, throw Pablo or Sandy – out there, or Trevor Rogers, but I think anybody else is free game, don't you? And why wasn't Marte in the lineup yet? He had a, he had a uh, injury that kept him. It got hurt the, on a on a stolen base. He got hurt. Yeah, but it was a it was a day to day thing, and that's why he wasn't in the lineup yesterday. I see. Yeah, and uh, I don't know that that would have mattered after you know the barrage. You know, it's bad when when their pitcher cranks a home run on you and then you're throwing the backup catcher in the seventh inning and he gets he gets shellacked as well. And we have to listen to the dialogue from the two you know what's right the TV announcers on John Lester, John Lester, Hall of Fame candidate. Not in my book, you know. Right. 
He has won a couple World Series, but yeah. no, I don't think he's got the numbers for the Hall. You know, he had yeah. an affair that destroyed a teammate's marriage on the Cubs. Mm -hmm. I won't mention the name, but uh, a solid Christian teammate and, uh, you know, no Hall of Fame for him. Right. But, um, you know, as far as trades go, uh, I think Marte, uh, Bass should be on the block. Uh, not Duval, not Aguiar. Of course not Miggy. Yeah. What about uh, Brian Anderson? Maybe, Does he have any value? As yes, I think now he Garrett does. Cooper? No, I wouldn't trade Cooper. He's, okay. He's one of the few guys that can really barrel up the ball. Jorge Alfaro? Uh, yeah, I would uh, I would definitely consider. He, he misses a lot of pitches. He does. In the does. dirt, off his glove. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing situation. Now, a guy like Lewis Brinson, he must have more travel miles saved up between Jacksonville and Miami oh, yeah. back and forth. He's been back and forth a few times. You know who's looked pretty good is Monte Harris. Yeah, not bad. And I'm not a big fan of his at all. When he keeps his head in there... And I remember the field coordinator of the Brewers, Charlie Green Jr., told me that in the Yelich trade, Monte Harrison had the best tools if they could get him to become a baseball player. He was a football-type guy from Oklahoma. But he can run, and when he keeps his head in there, it looks like he's got some pop. He can throw good outfielders, so maybe finally there's something there, Tommy. Right, right. Do you think we're just going to go after prospects or we're going to go after any position guys? Or or what's the what do you think that the strategy that Kim Ng and, and Derek Jeter have? I mean, I know we're sellers, but what are we going to try to get back in return? Just add guys that can swing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what hurt us so bad. That's right. During the season. Right. You know, but look, we're not the only team in last place. Okay. I mean, there are the Rangers, there are the Diamondbacks, right? The Orioles, uh, right? You know, there are the Pirates, the Pirates, uh, yes, sir. Uh, there are clubs in last place besides us, but our fans don't, uh, they don't want to put up with much younger. Yep. And there was a lot of uh, enthusiasm with the second half of the season. You know, we ended with that win and it looked like the pitching rotation was going to start to come together and then it just imploded. Yeah. And look, the Padres are in third place. Yeah. With all the money they spent with Tatis and Machado and uh, uh, the Snell. pitcher. And, Snell and then they got the other guy, you Darvish. Japanese Darvish. Who was a Cub. Exactly. All the money they spent, they're in third place, and I don't think they're as good as the Giants or Dodgers, personally. Right. Well, we're going to find out. They're going to be here this weekend. So. I'm going Saturday night with my son-in-law, and like I told him, I said, Stevie, we'll have a choice of any seat in the ballpark. <laughs> That's right. And you're going to get to see some really good players, too. 
Yeah, they're going to. And it's Colombian Heritage Night Saturday night. That's right. There should be some pretty ladies in the house. And maybe some arepas or some other kind of awesome uh, food. You can have that. I've been on a diet. I've lost 50 (laughs) pounds. But I'll tell you what. I like to look at the ladies. Mm -hmm. You know what the Lord said? Until the lid comes down, you can look. You know, you can look and observe beauty. I don't know what chapter in the Bible that's in, but uh, I presume it's in there. Yep, I'm sure it is. (laughs) I'm sure it is. And if they're Colombian, they're going to be some good-looking ones there for sure. Yes, sir. All right, so last time we had some internet issues, and we lost part of the story that we were talking about that I think is super important, which is the reason why there are not as many black African-American baseball players anymore. And the, the rich history that they've had and how it's just kind of gone by the wayside. You want to sure. kind of finish up a little bit of that and we yeah, can reminisce I, I, on some I'd of the like best, to put some together. of the greats. Right. I, uh, as an eight-year-old kid in Brooklyn, in Ebbets Field, I saw Jackie Robinson play. I can still close my eyes and see him leading off a third and the fans going wild as he faked breaking home to steal. So I, uh, I've been there from the beginning. And I also saw his last appearance publicly at the 72 World Series in Cincinnati against the A's when he was blind and he was led out to the field. And he said, I hope I see the day when a black man will be coaching third base. And he, he meant a black manager. And of course, three weeks later, he passed away uh, from a heart attack. So yes, let's go back to 1986. In 86, 19% of big league ball players were African American. And on opening day this year, 2021, it was down to 7.6%. Tragic. Yes. And In the 20 World Series, Mookie Betts was the only African-American player. So let's let's look at why this tremendous drop occurred. First of all, there's a lack of college baseball scholarships. Every college, every Division I school has 11.7 scholars. Football, you got 85 a year. In basketball, 13, Tommy. And, of course, you're playing five guys on the court. Now, is that an NCAA rule, or is that that the college just can't have any more because they don't have the money to do it? No, that's NCAA. Okay. And many colleges, to quote Charlie Green, don't have 11.7, believe it or not. And they cut it up in pieces. So you don't get a full scholarship for baseball ever. And players have to come up with cash, Tommy. Mm -hmm. These kids in the inner city, uh, they don't have the money to to make up, you know. Uh, University of Miami private school, I believe the tuition is $60,000 a year. I mean, if somehow they got 30, they'd have to come up with 30 large. Can't do it. Economics. And to quote Jimmy Pizzolatto, uh, Scott Boris's 
east of the Mississippi Scout. Baseball is now a showcase sport. It's a country club sport. It costs money to go to showcases. It costs money for equipment. Bats are $300, gloves are $200. You go to a showcase and there's air travel money, there's gas money, uh, motel money. Uh, These kids don't have it. Even though the Black Player Alliance of Major League Baseball, they now have huge buses and they go into the inner cities Retired players like C.C. Sabathia and uh, the kid, the outfielder, Gregor- uh, not Gregorius, uh, the kid from Chicago that was a great outfielder. I can't think of his name. They go in and they run clinics in the inner city and they give out gloves and balls and bats, etc. And that's helping. But There's a lack of youth coaches and programs in the inner cities. Uh, And there are selfish high school football coaches, of which I'm going to keynote a local situation that happened that I was involved in a little later on. Uh, These black football coaches in the inner cities don't want to lose baseball players in the spring to spring football. They don't mind if a youngster runs track because he can practice football and still go and run in a track meet, and that'll help him in football. Right. As you pointed out last time we talked, that would, will help their wind and their endurance mm-hmm. and, and their conditioning and their initial step, their burst of speed. Now, Let's talk about Ricky Henderson, Hall of Fame, 09, one of the greatest players in the history of baseball, black African-American, an outstanding athlete in three sports in the inner city of Oakland, California. And we all know how tough that neighborhood is. Had it not been for an old part-time scout, named J.J. Gwynn, who was a police officer who roamed the streets, walked the streets of the inner city in Oakland and gained the trust and confidence of black athletes there. Charlie Finley of the A's paid him $500 a year. Eventually, he got up to $1,000 a year. CBs. Charlie Finley was a CB. Those that are in my Miami baseball forum know what a CB stands for, a cheap cheap so-and-so. Anyway, J.J. Gwynn recognized how good of an athlete Ricky Henderson was and got to know his mother, Bobby. And, of course, Ricky wanted to be another O.J. Simpson, wanted to play at Southern Cal, be a great running back. And his mother was concerned about injury. So they met and he got to know his mom, single mom. And they convinced Ricky to play baseball. 
And Ricky went into his room and cried because he wanted to play football. However, he was drafted in 76, and he was assigned to Boise, Idaho. And you know, <laughs> you know, a black kid going to Boise, Idaho. I mean, that's like the Bush Leagues, deep down in the Bush Leagues. And he wasn't doing well. And he called his mom and he said, I want to come home. I, uh, I'm not going good. Uh, I, I, uh, uh, I'm not playing well. I, I don't like it. Uh, I want to come home. And J.J. Gwynn called and talked to Ricky and convinced him to stay. And Ricky made the commitment to play baseball and come up in the minor leagues. And in 25 seasons in the bigs, he uh, had the most career stolen bases, 1406. Uh, runs scored, 2295. Uh, leadoff home runs, 81. Single season stolen bases, 130. And this man... Uh, J.J. Quinn, who I might have called him Quinn. Quinn, what do you expect me to be perfect? I'm not perfect, Lord. We all have holes in us. So this man who held clinics and got the trust of black athletes in Oakland, four out of ten of the kids he signed made the big leagues. Among them, Shooty Babbitt and Claudel Washington. Didn't so, he play for the Braves, Claudel Washington? Yes, he did. On that same team with uh, Dale Murphy and Glenn Hubbard. What a guy, Tom. And, and those You're guys. Right. Yeah. You're right. So now I want to tell you about this local situation. At Booker T. Washington, a high school football powerhouse, coached by uh, – a man who won many state championships there, Ice Harris. Well, a friend of mine, great friend, Justo Jay, the father of John Jay, 10-year career as a big league outfielder, wonderful guy, won a World Series ring with the Cardinals, great young man. His father, Justo, who's a minister, a counselor at the Salvation Army, wanted to help Booker T. Washington baseball. Their baseball program was in such dire straits that they couldn't field 15 guys. They couldn't complete a schedule. They were like a non-district team, just playing exhibition games. So he tried to help. And he had a collection of kids, nice kids, but you mentioned the bad news bears. Mm -hmm. They were worse. They had ex-wrestlers. They had guys that couldn't walk and chew gum at the time, uh, guys that never played baseball. And Husto J tried to help these kids. He got them equipment through the John Jay Fund. He brought in guys to help him coach. 
ex-big leaguers, big league coaches. He asked me to come in and help. And I said to Husto, you know what? If we could get the cooperation of the head football coach, Ice Harris, at Booker T, and we could get some of their athletes, I would be willing to be the head coach at Booker T, come out of retirement, and you could be the general manager and my bench coach, and together we'll build the program up. And I said, I know that Ice Harris lives next to my daughter, Shannon Berry Martinez, near Tamiami Airport. What about if I set up a meeting on a Sunday afternoon to go and sit down with Ice Harris and propose the idea? Well, hallelujah. I go over one Sunday afternoon, I walk in, he introduces me to his lovely wife. He says, have a seat. She said, would you like some iced tea? I said, that'd be wonderful. And I proposed the idea of him allowing some of his best athletes to play baseball. And he said to me, coach, I'll go in on Monday. Remember, this is Sunday. And I'll talk to the athletic director. And I'll call you back on Monday. Well, that was about eight years ago. I'm still waiting for the yeah. call back. So what did it do? It deprived guys of maybe being the next. Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas. There are a million of them. Bo Jackson. Right. Jackie Robbins. Deion Sanders. Satchel Paige. Mm -hmm. Joe Morgan. Yeah. Lou Brock. Willie McCovey, and on and on and on, mm -hmm. okay? That deprived those kids of the opportunity of me bringing in ex-big leaguers with Husto J, and these kids learning how to play the game. They had the strength. They had the speed. They had the body control. And these guys get away with it. And nobody stands up to start a Little League program in the inner city to put travel teams in at Grapeland Park and on the road. And it's a crying shame. That's right. I do know that Jorge Maduro Jr. is using the foundation, the Sugar King Foundation, to invest some money in those places like Overtown, Liberty City, to bring baseball and revive it there. So there is some hope left, you know. And he, that kid, uh, when I say kid, he's a 40-year-old man, but he uh, got signed. Older by, than got signed, not, 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 not senior. Oh, the junior. son, I got right. it. He so, coached for me at Yeah, because his dad was a catcher in Miami. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. his son was drafted by the Tampa Bay back then Devil Rays. Yes. And then, made his way around minor league baseball for a few years. They're good people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're good people. And George Sr.'s a good man. That would be great. And uh, But you still got to get the cooperation of these high school football coaches to get it done Yeah. at the end of the day. Well, that, they got a new coach at uh, Booker T. I don't know his name. But I'll tell you what, uh, the Miami Baseball Forum would be glad to partner with 
the Bobby Maduro Foundation to help in the inner city. No doubt about it. In fact, uh, the uh, Alumni Association of Major League Baseball held a clinic with uh, the bench coach uh, of the Tigers, George Lombard, and John Jay Jr. and a lot of Steve Hertz, and they invited me to come out. We put on the clinic at the Booker T Field. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that would help. Just talk is cheap. Let's do it. Yeah, get some work done. Because there's I, a lot of kids that might not end up making it to the NFL or get – uh, you know, a scholarship to play college football, but might get a chance to play baseball, get drafted out of high school, you yeah. know, make a run to the minors and see how see how it goes. And at the age of 50, they don't know what they ate, uh, some of these football players for breakfast. That's right, because of CTE, Dan, and that's all right. the head injuries. Yeah, absolutely. That yep. You know, and we can't help people with that because you can't uh, get data until they die. Right. With an autopsy. Right. Look at that whole thing with Junior Seau, the uh, linebacker for the San Diego Chargers. Terrible. Tragic. And it's happened. It ha keeps continuing to happen. These guys end up shooting themselves or ODing on drugs or whatever. They, you know. And uh, they've had concussions that they don't know they've had. Right. That's right. They keep playing. Right. I mean, I love football and I played high school football. I mean, if I was a parent now, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't allow it. Yeah, I wouldn't allow it. Well, ask some of these NFL stars when they started their kids in Pee Wee football. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you, when he was a freshman in high school, I let him play. Right. Right. That's it. I see es la vida. Such is life. That's the red it. dog can speak a little Espanol. Imagine that. You've been around for a while. <laughs> You've been around for a while. So we've still got two more games against the Nationals. Trevor Rogers going tonight. Uh, I do know that there was a delay of almost an hour after the game before uh, Don Mattingly did his press conference, his Zoom conference. Was he and throwing he said, up? And he, and he said that they had they had a conversation as a club, uh, and that you know that was that was a real tough one to swallow, and one of those things that's hard to wash off. So let's see if they. What kind of resilience they have to come back today and, and give it a run. Look at Miggy. Yeah. The other Never gives up. Look at Miggy. That's all. Never give up. And gosh darn it, if they if they don't put their bodies on the line, uh, send them to Jacksonville and send them to Pensacola. Or even or, Beloit if we have to. That's right. That's right. Let them, let them work for a living. That's it. You know? You're going to be back on Thursday. We're going to do a little preview of the Padres series. Yes, sir. And we're going to talk about some more baseball. Anything else you want to touch on? Well, I, I have a story of what happened at the winter meetings at the Galt Ocean Mile in uh, December of 69 in the suite with the Philadelphia Phillies front office personnel. That is the most bizarre story you will ever hear of a rookie general manager, moi, yep. having, and believe it, because it happened. Let's hear it. Thanks, Tommy. You got it, buddy. All right. Episode 96. It's in the books. Coach Red Berry, living legend. We'll be back <laughs> on Thursday.
2 p.m. I hope to be living. <laughs> yep. And you can listen to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, uh, and then obviously watch us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and, and Mainline, Twitter. MainlineMarlins.com. and Red. Yep. If you Google that, you're going to find this show and, and all the other ones that we've done and all the ones we'll do in the future. All right. Let's Thank flip the so. M tonight, boys. Last night wasn't so good. Go fish. <laughs> Okay. Preview.